Thank you for joining me at another 11 p.m. nightcap. Before we get to the rest of the nightcap episode, I'm going to take a very brief break here for an advertisement. Thanks for sticking around. All right, so today's nightcap is going to be probably a little bit on the shorter side, but there's a little bit of a distinct story to it. And um, I hinted at this a little bit yesterday, that I had something that was going on that I uh, sort of wanted to share and talk about when it was over. So number one, first things first, cheers everybody, hope your Thursday was a solid one. Second of all, my uh, lower abdominals, stomach, hip region feels um, like I have been absolutely decimated. Um, in a certain sense, in a lot of pain, but it's kind of a good pain, and I'll tell you what I did. So, I've uh, struggled for a long time with some pain in my arms and my hands, and also uh, a little bit with uh, discomfort in my back. I've had issues uh, with some pain in my back. So, in the investigation of trying to solve and heal a lot of that, um, I started seeing this year a new chiropractor who, um, I'm going to say, he goes above and beyond. He's not just your traditional... Um, I'm just going to sit and crunch and crack you and not give a shit. He very much is on the spectrum of healing, uh, very much on the spectrum of healing through adding some extra, like, physical therapy and insight. So it goes the extra mile to explain what's wrong with you, and along with some of the chiropractic adjustments, gave me stretches and things that he wanted me to try and things that he wanted me to go through in further figuring out and actually healing what was wrong with me. So, obviously, as the, the coronavirus shut-in thing kind of went through, uh, couldn't really do those adjustments, but I was healing and getting a little bit better doing the stretches and stuff that were there. But he recommended at one point that I go to a nearby office, and this office is listed as a little bit of a rehab physical therapy place, but they use robots, uh, not an actual human person doing the massage and manipulation. They use fucking robots, man. In the theory behind... The robots, so given the reading that I did online, and then when I talked to the technician slash therapist that was there today, the idea behind a lot of that is rooted in a little bit of some classic physical therapy, knowledge of soft tissue manipulations with your skeleton and everything else. And their idea there is that your your soft tissues can quote-unquote lie, but your bones can't. Meaning, you can have a dysfunction in your soft tissues that put a lot of pressure on your bones, and therefore discomfort and pain on your bones, but you can't necessarily 
you know, unless you break a bone or you have something that puts so much pressure on it that you end up with some sort of bone deformity, realistically, what you got to do is you got to find a way to solve the soft tissue problems. So their technique revolves a little bit around philosophy of deep tissue massage, but here's where the robot comes into play. See the robot. Howdy, Zed Lept. Good to see you. The the robot can do what would take a regular physical therapist, say, a month worth of treatments in a half hour to an hour. In the way that that was explained, and again, the reading that I did there was that, for example, on me, down near my hips and my abdominals, um, down near where your psoas and everything is at, there's tissues down there that are obviously hyper-tightened, that are pulling me forward, which is causing your shoulders to be rounded, and because your shoulders are rounded, that puts pressure on your back, and so on and so on and so on and so on. So what you have to do is you have to work that tissue out to get it to relax, and then you can kind of retrain it, and basically that's a permanent fix. But because that tissue is very deep, and because that tissue has now suffered damage for who knows how long, let's just say at this point, 15 years. Let's say you've been damaging it for 15 years. It's going to be so hard, and it's going to be so resilient, <clears throat> that a human being trying to put pressure and putting it in the right spot and massaging it out to make that tissue lengthen is going to be extremely difficult. So what the robot does was, for me, and they did two kind of adjustments. One, so I laid on my back, and you have this arm that comes over with this piston with sort of this pressure pad on the end. It was about, it was about like that. And... He sort of feels around and feels where that misalignment in that soft tissue is and has this robotic arm come down. <clears throat> in the robotic arm, they can adjust temperature, vibration, pressure. So he used fairly high vibration, fairly high heat, and then a pressure of, I think, of its max setting, like 40 to 50%. So this arm comes down, and then the robot applies initially a fairly gentle pressure so it kind of, it kind of slowly you can feel the robot basically pushing on you and then it would start the vibration start the heat and then it it releases it lets off a little bit and then goes deeper and it did that for like three cycles before man you're like that mother that thing is fucking like really pushing and crushing deep into tissue now if that was a person and you were pressing on me it would be lifting you off the ground unless you were a giant person. I mean, I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but um, for sense of scale, I'm 6'2 and weigh 235 pounds. So for you to push like that and put constant pressure and get all the way through that tissue into that one spot, that's going to be exhausting. Well, the robot has no problem doing that whatsoever. It uses basically this pneumatic press. And again, this arm comes down... And my God, could you feel it pushing right on that tissue that's locked up? 
And he tells you, he's like, this is going to hurt. Like, it's going to hurt to do this. So this is all the more pain you can withstand and the more pressure you can let the robot exert, the better. So I had him keep turning out. He's like, on a scale of 1 to 10, where 10 is you absolutely can't stand it, you want to try to get it to a 7 or an 8. So I walked that line basically around the 7 or 8 mark. And man, does that, and it pushes in on you hard. And then, you know, it starts its vibration to help continue to loosen up the surrounding tissue. And then it would slowly let off. And then you could almost tell that it was like, it knew how long it took for you to take a couple of breaths. So you take a couple of breaths and then you'd feel it and it starts coming back down. And man, it just crushes into that tissue. Um, and that thing did that for 30 minutes. And um, that piece of tissue that's down there, I mean, feels like I've been gut shot. And you might say, well, boy, that kind of sucks. Here's the thing, though. My back actually feels kind of incredible. Uh, it feels way looser on my lower back, and my sort of upper thoracic area feels much looser. So they can apply this same philosophy of what this robot does to all manner of different tissues all over your body. And apparently it has different modes of operation. So the other problem with me is I'm way overbuilt in my upper body, especially in my chest. Part of that is from weightlifting. Part of it is from being like this at a computer all the time. Well, if you're like that all the time, your pecs and your chest tissues it's so constricted and so tight, it rounds your shoulders in. So that even if you pull your shoulders back and you're like this, they're still not laying flat. You should be able to lay flat on the ground, and your shoulders and back should be able to be flat. Mine aren't. You can see where they're still off the ground. So in this case, it's the tissues in through here. It's the same idea. It's deep tissue that's very, very, like, you know, down below fascia, down below muscle. I mean, it's got to get deep in there. And so, again, for like 30 minutes, this thing just pushes on you like a motherfucker and applies heat and then sort of a, a sequence of vibrations. And, again, it kind of lifts off and then it pushes back down and it does it in just these regular kind of intervals. And, uh... The technician there said, yeah, this is, this is like getting a month's worth of physical therapy in an hour. Um, so that, did, that took about an hour or so by the time I was done. And um, I have a feeling it, it's going to help. He said, you'll probably go home and much like getting a regular deep tissue massage, you're going to be sore as hell. You're going to, he said, if you have any sort of thing where you're going to get blood work done, he said, you'll probably either want to reschedule it. He said, this thing will flush so much lactic acid into your tissues because these are deep tissues that normally don't get a chance to breathe. He said they had one woman where when they did this robot, uh, this robotic release, she went in to get blood work done, and after they got the, her blood work drawn and done, 
they rushed her to the hospital because they thought she was having some massive coronary because she had so much lactic acid in her blood. So he said, man, you need to just flush, flush, flush with water. So I am have been flushing with water. I'm going to flush with this small, uh, small little glass here of some of this whiskey, and then that's going to be the end of any libations for me. I need to go back to flushing with water because I can feel it. It's like you feel like full. Um, but, you know, my my hands even feel better. The back of my shoulders feel a little bit better. Um I paid for that out of pocket. The treatment was about 150 bucks, which I figured, look, for having pain for your entire life, if this can either get rid of it or at least mitigate a lot of it, that's well worth it to me. So I have another I have another session next week. He said, you know, typically if you've got real bad long-standing issues, it's probably about 3 sessions or so. He said in at the end of those three sessions, we should be able to give you some exercises and you should never have to come back here. So this isn't a, you have to come and keep getting this for the rest of your life. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of impressed. I remain optimistically pessimistic. Obviously, I don't think that it's just some super perfect magic bullet that's just going to be the solution to everything. But I do feel like it has some scientific merit to it. It has a lot of ideas from things that I've known and read, even just from my own training and weightlifting and therapies and things I know from other people. Um, apparently, it can also help with other things like other chronic pains, you know, where some of the idea of stuff like uh, certain autoimmune, I guess certain autoimmune diseases, I mean, it's a similar thing where what happens is because, you're, because your body is attacking tissue and causing it to get swollen and tighten up and that sort of thing that if you can really deeply work some of those tissues out so that stuff can be broken down and then your body can flush those out as toxins you can get a lot of relief uh, from certain symptoms of that so I don't know if you have one in and around your area wherever you live maybe check it out um, I, I, well, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I had just the one session. I thought it was very cool. I am not a person who thinks that technology solves everything, but I'm certainly a person who has seen technology solve a lot of stuff. And I feel like when you take, when you take classic well-known knowledge and you can use technology to enhance those techniques that have already been there, I mean, Massage. I used to, when I would get deep tissue massage, I would feel much better afterwards. But they can never quite go deep enough or hard enough to get to the point where it is long lasting. And that would, it would take you, yeah, it would take a month, uh, you know, to get something like that. Whereas because you have this machine that can perfectly apply this heavy duty amount of pressure and consistently and combine that with high speed vibration. It makes sense to me. Maybe I'm a crackpot and don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Which is pos quite possible, by the way. But I, I would say, yeah, if you do have any issues, even if you just have some aches and pains and stuff that you're feeling, you might want to go check it out. Um, I'm not saying it's dirt cheap, but $150 is better than paying who knows how much money over the course of years and years and years of getting 
pain medicines or this and that and the other. So, uh, you know, I, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was kind of cool. So I, I had a long Zoom call with a friend of mine, and we watched a, a TV show. That was nice. We caught up for a long time. And uh, it's funny, because the show that we were watching was a science fiction show. And given that it's a science fiction show, obviously you have people who are, like, using little t you know telecommunication device things. And I always remember that... You know, when you were younger and you saw stuff like that, that was just mind-blowing. Wow, you know, just have a little video and a little thing carried around. And here we were. I was had the, the, the video just on this uh, tablet, just kind of sitting on my couch and watching this huge program and then had the tablet on and you could walk around with it and all that stuff, so... Uh, you know, take a take a moment to stop and appreciate how incredible uh, those things and those devices are. That's uh, it's a pretty it's pretty wild uh, when you think about it. So um, it was a, a fascinating little. We're watching a science fiction show, yet how we're watching the show and what we're doing now would have been considered probably science fiction even thirty years ago. So I have, a, uh, I think, about a half day of work, whatever, tomorrow. Work has been, work was a frustrating pile of shit this week, but some good things hopefully on the horizon there. Um, so I have, I have kind of a half day tomorrow, and uh, I will probably do the Friday workout early. I would like to do that early uh, and get prepped because we've got the Joe Bob Briggs Drive-In Theater again tomorrow night, which I'm very excited for. And outside of that, i got to get some groceries and this and that and the other. It would be nice to take a nap and, and or, who knows, maybe ride the motorcycle around a little bit. Which, uh, the motorcycle is another, sto another story and a thing for an, uh, another day. But, uh, you know, kind of looking forward to getting out and riding around on that a little bit. And, um, you know, it's a, uh, another week, you know. It'll be another week in the bag. I've got a lot of... I've got a lot of stuff to read. I have a, a, a book a, a really good friend of mine sent me. Uh, I have some books on screenwriting that I want to read. Uh, I have a whole bunch of back issues of Fangoria to catch up on. Uh, those are meaty magazines. Um, I don't know if you've I don't know if you've seen them and seen how much is in them, but number one, they're gigantic and gorgeously printed. I mean, top-notch printing in these, but, I mean, you look at them, the, the articles and stuff that are in there, I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're very wordy. There's a lot of stuff to read. It's certainly not just a pictures magazine. You know, there's a, a lot of stuff to go through. Uh, a very high-quality magazine. If you're, into, if you're into horror science fiction stuff in that regard, or even just... Good articles on, on that sort of entertainment. Highly recommend picking that up. Um, it's, a, it's a very nice thing to have. And, and I don't really collect a whole lot of stuff. But 
I am trying to keep those in very good condition and kind of collect them. I think that's kind of just a cool, neat stack of stuff like that to have. And uh, um, and then I've got a, a, a book here my sister lent me. You know, I, I don't know why I, why I didn't initially put two and two together on this, but library books. If you checked out a whole bunch of library books... We well, can't return library books now, so basically you have an indefinite lending of library books. So my sister and her friends have all been just sharing their library books between one another because you can't fucking return them. So that's another, like, man, I, I know some people who... <clears throat> my one friend who lives in England, she doesn't have a whole lot of money, and a whole lot of her Stuarco joined, uh, a whole lot of her entertainment comes from going to their library over there, because she gets movies, and music, and books, and all sorts of stuff, like, and if you think about it, in a lot of ways, I mean, geez, if you, if you, if you cut your if you cut your your streaming services and you cut all the rest of that stuff the the stuff what you can get from the library now is incredible i think they even have some ability to check out digital movies now but i know you can get books even on like a kindle or a tablet so books again movies music i mean it's already included in your your taxes if you pay city taxes, so, um, you know, there's a little bit of a component of, as long as you're okay, maybe waiting for certain stuff, um, a lot of people, you you, know, you can utilize the library, save yourself a whole lot of money, and if you were reliant on that, man, now is really going to be a, a painful time, geez, I, uh, that, that would be, that would be brutal, um, even just thinking about, my God, not having internet access. I mean, you could call people on the phone. Um, but I, I keep in touch with so many of you now over the internet, whether that's Twitter or these Periscope videos or Zoom calls or any of the rest of that. And, um, you know, even like my TV, I have playing. I have playing now. I'll just show it to you. I have playing now uh, just a, a thing of just a stream with some rocks and water, not only because the sound is relaxing, but I don't really turn a whole lot of lights on, so that just kind of lights up the room, and um, man, if you didn't have some of that stuff, it's just like, fuck, I, I don't know what you do, I mean, I, even my library of movies now, I got rid, rid of a lot of my DVDs and that sort of stuff, I used to have a massive collection of CDs and movies, and man, I pared so many of those down, because I didn't want the, the space, the the amount of space that that media takes up. My God, especially in the days of VHS tapes, the amount of storage that that stuff took up. And, and like, I would love to have, like, a like a Nintendo, like a cartridge kind of library with those old systems. But that's another thing. That, that takes up so much room in books. And not only do the books take up the space, but they weigh a ton. So I, I pared a lot of that down and went digital on, on, on so much of it. You know, I, I kept the things that were a little more near and dear to me, but 
a lot of the rest of the physical media stuff, I, I kind of got rid of it. So, yeah, not having either an internet connection or the ability to at least download some of that stuff at the beginning, uh, you know, that would really kind of stu- suck, you know. Started your movie connection with VHS, then DVD, then Blu-ray, and now a lot of digital. Yeah, man, you, you know, I, I had so many VHS tapes. And, uh, you know, like some people have those floor-to-ceiling, but like I had just tons of VHS tapes. And then, and then even when DVDs came along, I had just tons of these DVDs. And shit, after the first time I moved, I was like, never again am I moving that shit. So at least for the DVDs, a lot of the ones that I had that were like common, I kind of just either donated those to the library or I took them to a, you know, a lot of my CDs, DVDs, I ripped a lot of my CDs. Some of it I just went and said, well, if you just have like an Amazon Unlimited thing or whatever now, you can just add it to your library and who cares, right? But a lot of the movies, I I just took the discs, threw the case and the sleeves and stuff away and just got like a, a binder so the DVDs and the Blu-rays that I have fit in this kind of massive, chunky binder. But my God, to move books. I remember my one buddy moved, and he had this huge library of these books. And it was like, I would rather move another whole fridge than two more boxes of these fucking books. Because they weigh a million pounds. Oh, you still Shinji June still has all of her... Uh, still has all of her VHS tapes. You know, a lot of the VHS tapes, too, some of them are rare, stuff that's out of print. Um, you know, we had one TC2000. Uh, TC2000 is funny. I'll tell another, I'll tell a quick little story about TC2000. TC2000 stars Billy Blanks, the Tybo guy. Uh, stars Billy Blanks, Bolo Young, and Matthias Hughes. And that movie was sponsored by a company that makes martial arts equipment called Tiger Claws, hence the TC. And so a lot of the guys that are in it are all kind of martial artists. The acting is atrociously awful. The storyline is hilarious. Clearly low budget. But the fight scenes are fucking legit. The fight scenes are a whole lot of fun. And clearly, when you get to the end, there's the Tiger Claws logo with all the people and stunt guys. And that movie is extremely difficult to find. I think the only copy that I used to see floating around on DVD for a while was some uh, region locked uh, uh, version. Uh, and now it's just it's very hard to find. So some of the VHS tapes are kind of great to hold on to, but. I don't even have a way to play them anymore. I think my I think my dad has a, a v, has a VHS player uh, that I think you can transfer some stuff to to DVD, but um, I don't even have a way to to play a lot of that stuff anymore. Um, the uh, thing with like yeah the the books. Unfortunately, I think most of my VHS are stuff I taped off TV. <laughs> That's like where you use the, you set it to the max, was it 12, 12 hours per tape, so it's like this really shitty recording quality, and then you record over it like seven times so that it's really grainy, so my dad used to always do, um, but I, I, uh, all that media, I, I got rid of so much of my physical media, um, 
I, I allotted myself the last time I moved. I had one shelf uh, that I was going to keep of books. I have, again, this DVD binder of stuff that's there. But realistically, a whole lot of the rest of it I got rid of. And, uh, yeah, talk about, boy, if the power, if the power goes out, quote-unquote, or the grid totally goes down, I certainly lose a whole lot of access to my entertainment. I mean, don't get me wrong, I could sit and have a small fire outside and stare at the sky for 16 hours, but in terms of like, ah, you want to read a book or do whatever, it's like, well, a lot of my shit's all digital now, so I don't know what I would, it would be a little, it'd be a little difficult there. Saw Danny Mandy had joined, and I think Shinji June is still there, and I see a Corey Stewart, so, yeah, I, uh, it's, it's like I, I find myself now where I'm like constantly sweating after getting this robot power shred massage. Like, uh, man, I can still feel it in my stomach and uh, this upper part of my chest. Like, I'm really hoping that I have a nice good night's sleep and wake up and feel like a million bucks. But, um, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the, the whole media thing, uh, music, I mean, I love the idea of having vinyl. I think vinyl sounds awesome. I like the way the sleeves look. I like the way it smells. It even just has something about it that just reminds me of, I don't know, so, something mysterious or something about it. <clears throat> but man, even vinyl records, they weigh a ton. you got to be careful with them. You know, yeah, you can stick them in. Actually, milk crates are kind of a great place to store them, but... Uh, that stuff weighs a ton, and okay, like I admit, I got a little, I got a little spoiled. I got a little spoiled by the idea of okay, well, I can play a couple songs from this album, and then you go, eh, and I'm switching to this album. I mean, if you watch some of my <laughs> with your stack on vinyl, nice. I love the way it sounds. I, I and if I was gonna sit and just listen to a whole album, that's the way I would want to listen to it. But like when I did the, you know, when I was doing the the one workout video the other day, playing songs through there. I mean, I just carry around this magical little box, and it just magically plays magical music out of a speaker system through the air. So I mean, you could make that easier. You could set a Bluetooth transmitter up on your uh, record player and send it over, but then I would worry that in doing so you would lose some of that fuzzy warmth that makes vinyl so good. And honestly, I hate to sound like I'm some audiophile snob, but if you really wanted to go with that and get the best out of it, then you should probably go get a receiver that still uses tubes. Um, but I, I'm just not not gonna lug all that stuff around. I still, I still don't know where I'm gonna move or be in another two years. Um, I initially was gonna tell my landlord that uh, I didn't want to renew for next year because they were gonna move our office. And wherever they moved our office to, see, Shinji Jun says my parents tossed all their vinyls, including all the ones I bought as a teenager. Oh, what? Just like in the trash? Like they just tossed them in the garbage? Please don't tell me they just tossed them in the garbage. If they did, that's a that's a that's a cardinal sin. That's terrible. 
Corey Stewart says, that's rough. That's very rough. That's cat sandpaper tongue level rough. Whew. But I, um, oh my god, just threw him in the garbage. What the fuck? The <laughs> yikes. And, and, and I, the thing that I wish I had kept, uh, Shinji Jun, I cried a bit. I, I don't blame you. I think I would have cried a bit as well. Um, I, I, you know, I was, it's weird when you're younger or, I mean, maybe some people when they're younger, they wouldn't have, but when I, I remember when I had the NES, when I had the Nintendo, then it was like, oh, well, the Super Nintendo's coming out. I'm never going to want to play these Nintendo games again. So I traded in and sold all my NES stuff to buy SNES stuff. And then when the SNES was near the end of its life cycle, I did that to kind of go up to the next system. But the thing is, man, do I wish I had kept my Nintendo and or Super Nintendo stuff. And yeah, that... That stuff takes up a lot of space, but of all the things to collect, that's the one that I, I wish I hadn't I wish I hadn't gotten rid of. Um, books I'm less nostalgic for because honestly, I don't really Yeah, there's something nice about nice, good quality paper, but honestly, most of the time when I read, you know, like if I'm gonna go to a cigar lounge or something like that, I'm just gonna take my Kindle tablet and read. And honestly, it's great because if I want to put it on the table and sit back, I can make the words bigger so that I can set it away from me and still read it or turn a backlight on or anything else. Honestly, I, I far greatly prefer to read on a Kindle than on actual paper, unless it's like a full-color magazine like that Fangoria magazine. But um, I, I, miss, I miss the old cartridge game systems, and I miss... You know, I kind of miss, maybe maybe tapes, CDs. I watch movies and listen, listen to records over and over, but usually not with books. I'm the same way. I have a couple of books that I've read more than once, but I, I don't feel, I don't feel that compulsion. I don't get the enjoyment out of rereading a book like that, that I do watching a movie. I think I must have watched... I think I must have seen Death Wish 3 about a million times. I'm not even exaggerating. I can't tell you how many times I've seen that movie. And if it's on or I see it somewhere, I still stop and watch it. But books, we're not a huge inclination to, to reread them. So some of the ones that I kept, I kept because, you know, I'll, I'll reread some short stories over. Like I have a Lovecraft connect collection. I have a Edgar Allan Poe collection. Every now and then, especially when it's the fall, I'll grab one of those and read through them, but even in the case of the H.P. Lovecraft stuff, I have the entire collection of everything the guy wrote on Kindle, and I think it was 99 cents. So I kept those mostly just for pure nostalgia, not that I really am going to reread through those books. You have books you've reread until they've fallen apart. Can you give me the name of one book that you've reread uh, that many times? By the way, how good is that shirt? It's a good shirt. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I, I think about media and collections of stuff, and, and my buddy has, he showed me a picture of his 
you know, he's building this Nintendo NES collection, and he wants to try and get all of them, and, uh, gotta admit it, I was a little jealous of that, um, I think that's awesome, if I, if I had the space, Watership Down, mm-hmm. it's a good book, it's a nice choice, I can dig that, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm a little jealous of the NES collection. I hope that in some point between maybe in the next three or four years, I want to get a place where I know I'm at least going to be settled-ish for a while. And man, what I would love to do, and, and this is hobby, hobby, like this is a culmination of multiple hobbies. What I would love to be able to do is get arcade games and or pinball tables and learn how to repair them when they need to be repaired and actually learn uh, some, you know, some repair of those games. Um, shit, you get, you get good enough at that. Maybe I'll quit my day job and at least go uh, part-time and I'll move someplace where they have one of those arcades like that and uh, work in there part-time or something. I don't know. I would love to have some of those arcade machines like that. And I know some of them are expensive, but there's just something about the glow of the marquees and the screens and the way everything looks. Like, that's just irre- irreplaceable. And, uh, yeah, you can use emulators, but it's just not the same. It's not the same. Just like a CD or a digital file on your iPod is not the same as that vinyl that vinyl record. There's just a little something that gets lost in that translation. Man, my left boob is sore from that robot. I'll tell you, that robot thing, though, that, that's awesome. That's a, uh, that's a thing that really fascinates me. Um, you know, robotics, robots for rehabilitation, uh, you know, especially if you had some sort of surgery or injury and they tell you, well, you're going to have to go through 12 months of physical therapy, painful physical therapy before you can blah. But if you told me, or you could go through Three one-hour acutely painful sessions and you'll be fixed. Who the fuck? I mean, well, no, I shouldn't say who the fuck. And for, if it's me, it's, dude, I'll swallow the pain for three hours to have the rest of a year or whatever back in my life or 20 years back in my life. That's not even a, that's not even a consideration. I mean, shit, I've got this fucking, tat, like... I've already sat through, shit, my whole back is covered in tattoos. It was like 35 hours. I've had my back needled for 35 hours. I'm pretty sure I can take an hour to uh, alleviate some chronic pain. So check that out. I think it's it's a neat thing, and maybe they have something like that in your area. It's, uh, you know, it's fascinating. Cool listening to you tonight, but got to get up in the morning early. Good night, man. Hey, cheers. Thank you so much for stopping by. We'll be here tomorrow night for a little bit of a workout. Uh, Probably not doing the 11 p.m. nightcap tomorrow, but we'll be back Sunday, and we'll be here every night next week, Uh, 11 p.m. Eastern. Do give me a holler. Stop by. Say hi. Until then, hope you have a good night's rest.
And honestly, that being said, I'm going to finish up the last of my drink here. Cheers to you all on that one. It's 11.42. We're going to call that a night. Uh, take care out there. Take it easy. Enjoy yourself. Uh, try to stay on the right side of life, okay? Have a good night.